What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new season, a refresh, a restart of the Finding Strong podcast. I'm your host, Coach Mark Bottenhorn, and I'm with my co-host, Michael Benvenuto. And we got a very, very special guest here, Nikki Sirlacy, strength and conditioning coach. So, Michael, what's going on, man? Mark, it's great to be back on. Great to be back in another season of the Finding Strong podcast. I miss doing this with you, but I think uh, you and I have both been in different pain caves, going through some different stuff and uh, uh, getting ourselves ready for a big year in 2021 of running, lifting, adventures, all kinds of good stuff. So really happy to be, uh, be back on with you. Great. Benvenuto means, I think it means welcome in Italian or something. Are very close <laughs> to it. So welcome back. And then um, now I should introduce our other co-host, Nikki Sirlacy. Nikki, what's going on? Hey, not much. I'm uh, I'm excited to be here with you guys today. It's it's been kind of an adventure getting through 2020, and um, I'm excited about 2021 and what that's looking like with with some new uh, goals as far as lifting and combining some Metcon stuff with um, strength and conditioning. So it'll be exciting. So I'm excited to be here with you guys too. All right, this is awesome because I think this is a really good this is a really good trio because we got Michael who is so caring and inquisitive and journalistic in nature and, and, and can really make a really good he's the best podcast host out of all of us and Nikki's so educated and efficient at, at her job and just really knows what she's doing and then I'm just I'm just me so I think it'll be great because you guys will really help carry this thing yeah and we have somebody local that can hold you accountable for uh, us getting on more podcasts too so that's always a good thing hey. <laughs> shots are already being fired uh <laughs> No, yeah, sure, we were supposed to reboot this about eight weeks ago, but that's okay. Yeah, hey, life gets in the way, man. 100%. So, Nikki, before we jump into the topic today, why don't we, um, why don't we get a, why don't you tell us more about yourself? Give us some background on, on who you are. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to. Um, my, I would say my primary background is in strength specifically. I would consider myself primarily a power lifter. Um, I've spent many years studying it and I currently own and operate a strength gym here in Dallas, Texas. And um, I love training people. I'm very passionate about it. I love seeing them get stronger. And I love watching even just some of their chronic injuries uh, rehab themselves through strength programming. Um, and I think it's really empowering for people to see themselves progress. So I love that for myself. I love seeing it with my clients. Um, so I also do some online programming and work with people that way too. But that's kind of like my home base and my sweet spot. But um, I, I love the crossover of net cons and um, intensity that comes with running. And um, just I love dabbling a little bit of everything. So that's currently what I'm doing and looking at some possible high rock stuff in the near future and competitions in that direction. So just the world is out there and I love exploring different avenues. That's great. You, and you're also, you also have another, a, a little bit of another career too, don't you? Yeah. So um, my background is actually in ICU nursing and I've been doing that for 10 years. I did um, open heart surgery, ICU and heart lung transplant for a while and here in Dallas, Texas. Um, and I just, it's, it's been challenging um, to be at the bedside, you know, but I, I'm happy to be on the other end of things and working in preventative care for people and, and seeing them be well and live healthy lifestyles before they get to that point where they need to see me in the ICU. So I currently do a little bit of both while I'm managing the gym. So just um, staying busy for sure with, with training too as well. Cool, cool, cool. So I think it's worth noting that Nikki is my 
uh, strength and conditioning coach. So uh, while I work with a running coach separately most of the time, uh, she's the one who programs and dials in my strength when I'm willing to listen. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we do get, we're, we're training partners and, it, and that's how it works, you know, and I, I think it's, it's been really fun working with you too for, for my running and conditioning. And, um, you know, we, we push each other and that's, I feel like some of the best results come from when you have a little bit of friendly competition and just um, you, you feed off of each other's motivation to get better and to improve and to be better than, than what we were before. So it's been, it's been great training alongside you. Well, thank you very much. So I want to get in. Oh, I, I, one more thing. You're also a national record holding deadlifter too. (laughs) Well, I, I do enjoy deadlift. That is my favorite lift. Um, and that's part of my name. People sometimes don't understand the reference of hook grip Nikki um, from Instagram. <laughs> so which that's just the, 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 the way that you grip the barbell. Um, and so deadlifting is kind of my personal favorite lift out of, out of the three between squat bench and deadlift. So, um, but yes, I hook grip the bar and, and that's kind of how that came about. But yeah, um, as of recently, that's, that's been a, a fortunate um, title that I've earned. So Super rad. Okay, so let's jump into this episode. Michael, today on uh, episode one of season two, I want to talk about something. Um, you know, I've you're coming back from surgery. Yep. Um, Nikki's really just coming off of a powerlifting meet, and uh, I'm coming off of just a bunch of weird stuff, battling back from COVID-19. Um, just now starting to get my running volume back up, or working towards getting it back up, I should say. So we've got a lot of this is a little bit of a comeback story. It's a comeback for the podcast. It's a comeback for the hosts. And uh, I kind of want to talk about the processes that we're going through to, uh, you know, to work towards our, our next goals and our next way to uh, showcase our, our, our feats of strength in a lot of ways. <laughs> uh, so, Michael, tell us what you've been up to. I want to hear about this and I want to hear about your goals. I want to get into goals for the new year since this is the first episode of 2021. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as everybody who's been listening to the podcast or following me on Instagram, you know, it's been a pretty challenging last 18 months, two years with this uh, hip injury that I've been running with. Uh, You know, I had a torn labrum in my right hip and, uh, you know, I still ran a PR, a 259.04 in the New Jersey Marathon back in 2019. But um, I kind of sucked up the injury in anticipation of running the Boston Marathon in April of 2020. And we all know that got wiped out and uh, they hosted a very cool virtual event. And I pushed my surgery until I was able to complete my 26.2 virtual Boston Marathon. And then uh, 48 hours later, I went under the knife. Uh, my surgeon said it was nothing short of miraculous that I was able to run an entire marathon on my labrum because uh, he said it was just completely ripped to shreds. Uh, they, wow. they pulled the labrum back down onto my femur, uh, shaved down uh, a, the ball joint of my femur bone, and then also shaved down the socket on the pelvis because there were two uh, bone deformities there that were causing uh, rubbing against the labrum, which is why it tore. Um, so since uh, September, I hey, let me stop yeah, you. Right, let me stop you right there. Uh, I just want to point out that it wasn't my coaching that tore this labor. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> it not was your a... coaching, Mark. No, it was not. I, I, uh, you know, that was, uh, a, you know, God, that was so long ago. That was back in like February of 2019 that that happened, um, and uh, it was definitely my bad. I was overtraining. I was pushing myself way too hard. I upped my uh, mileage way too quickly. Um, you know, I kind of skirted your coaching, but, uh, 
you know, it, it's all good because I've learned a lot about my body and especially going through the rehab process after surgery, having to rebalance all of the muscles because for 18 months uh, without a labrum, you know, all of these different muscles had started to engage in that area and uh, start pulling to compensate. So, uh, you know, for four, eight weeks after the surgery, it was really just about recalibrating. So just really dedicated in the physical therapy process, you know, going twice a week and then uh, recreating all of the exercises at home, doing them every single day, you know, treating it like it was my job. Um, and, uh, you know, started running very slowly. You know, it started out with one mile every other day at like, you know, nine minute pace. And then it was two miles every other day, three miles. And now uh, I'm up to being able to do, uh, you know, about five or six miles in a run and I can run three days consecutively. So I'm starting to feel stronger throwing down some uh, mileages, uh, uh, you know, in the 20 miles a week now and um, putting a couple of uh, runs where I was running in the uh, high six minute miles. So I'm feeling stronger. I feel like I got the bounce back in my legs. And uh, 2021 is all about getting stronger, you know, building off of all this hard work I've done and uh, rebalancing my hip and uh, rebalancing my entire lower body, uh, mid back, uh, you know, I've been doing a lot of strength training, uh, mobility, balance work. Uh, these little yoga bubbles that I bought have been really valuable doing balance work on those, squatting on those, single leg squats, um, doing work on a step, you know, 10 inch step up box, you know, it doesn't sound that exciting, but, you know, you do that over and over and over again and uh, it really starts to build some strength. So 2021 for me is about bouncing back. I really would love to PR every distance this year. I'd love to just start back at 5K, 10K, half, and then hopefully uh, they host the Boston Marathon sometime in the fall in Boston, and I can finally uh, run it for real because uh, while it was fun to do it virtual, uh, well, it actually wasn't fun. It was excruciatingly painful. Uh, it was fun to get the medal on the mail, but uh, it just didn't feel the same. It, it wasn't the satisfying feeling I was hoping for. So um, I'm just excited to get back to uh, to running, putting in more volume, getting stronger, setting new PRs, and hopefully meeting you, Mark, out for some uh, trail races in our southwest region of the United States, man. I'm, that's what I'm really pumped to get back to is, is doing a lot of trail running. So that was a whole lot of information. I hit you guys really quickly with it. But, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been challenging and fun, but uh, I've enjoyed the journey and looking forward to this year. Yeah, dude, I think that's, in, I think that's incredible. I think um, a lot of, you know, there, I'm sure there were a good amount of people who ran a virtual Boston Marathon, um, but there were very few people who did it at seven, almost 7,000 feet above sea level with a torn labrum. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was excruciating, man. I mean, I know we talked about it afterwards. Uh, we didn't get to podcast about it, and maybe it's good to separate, have a little time from when it actually happened because – Oh my God. It was, uh, you know, the first 16 miles really flew by. I was still running like seven thirties. And then those last, you know, 10 or so miles, I think the last four, I, I was pretty much walk hobble walking. Uh, cause it was bone on bone rubbing. Oh. It was, I was screaming and yelling. I had, uh, you know, my, my Meredith, my wife was there. My mother-in-law was there and a bunch of my neighbors came uh, shout out to Jeremy and Jason, Jeremy, who rode his bike next to me the whole time just to, uh, you know, get me water and, uh, you know, nutrition and stuff. So, uh, you know, my whole little crew here rallied around me, but yeah, it was, you know, going from seven thirty pace to, uh, I'm looking, my last mile was uh, a 20 minute mile in, in that, in that wow. race. So, uh, I finished, uh, four nineteen was my finishing time, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was brutal. It was excruciating. 
Wow. Wow. What a, what a crazy thing to do, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Oh, yeah. I mean, Nobody, I mean, you told me not to do it. My surgeon told, told me not to do it. My doctor told me not to do it because, you know, leading up to surgery, you can't take Advil. You know, nobody's going to give me a cortisone shot. So, you know, I was uh, two weeks before hadn't taken a drop of Advil, which I was, uh, you know, probably a four pill, four time a day habit before that. Uh, so no Advil, no cortisone. It was just all grit and guts. Uh, in desire to go get that medal that I felt like I earned the opportunity to have, you know, to wear around my neck. And, um, you know, Mark, it, it's been a hell of a journey to get that thing. You and I have been working together for a long time and you helped me get that PR to qualify me to run in Boston. So yeah, it's, it was a hell of a journey and I wanted that medal. <laughs> Michael, I mean, hell yeah, man. just from like a medical perspective, like, I mean, that is phenomenal. Like your story is true, truly phenomenal. And I've heard it before on, on previous podcasts when you've talked a little bit about, about the injury. Yeah. But, um, I, I just, I cannot imagine being in your shoes and what you were feeling. And, and that's exactly what I was thinking about is the pain medicine. Cause of course it's like, I, I know pre-op, like what we do to prep our, our yeah. patients and what we can and can't have. And I'm like, I'm, my heart just breaks through. <laughs> I was like, I cannot imagine the excruciating pain that you went through. But to me, it just like, it's such a testament to who you are that just, it speaks for itself. You know, I'm oh. like, oh, he just. He wants that. And it's like, I just have so much respect for just the determination that you had to finish that. And you did, you worked so hard to earn that spot and that place. And um, I'm excited for your future and glad I'm so excited to hear about the recovery and the process that's going well. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know? Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, it is crazy, you know, it was crazy to try to do it. And, uh, but to me it's, you know, and, and Mark and I've talked so much about it. It's, you know, we're not just looking to do this for ourselves. This is about inspiring other people to accomplish yeah. goals that they have, you know, and not mm -hmm. letting get things get in the way. Because we all know, and we've all, you know, we're all athletes and we work really hard for what we can accomplish. But there are those days where you don't want to do it, you know, and, uh, you know, there are those mornings you don't want to run. There, there are those mornings you don't want to get up and lift and put in the, in the effort and the nutrition and the diet or whatever it takes. Um, so, you know, I just hope that, you know, what I did that day was inspiring to other people to, to go out there and try to accomplish something. And, you know, even if it hurts or if it's hard, uh, that you can accomplish things. We can all do great things. We can all accomplish great things if we put our minds to it and work really hard. So uh, thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, so Nikki, I want to hear a little bit more about about what you have planned for 2021. Um, so I've kind of been just I with with the 2020 kind of closing out and really um, I was have just was enjoying a lot of running more and having more um, aerobic endurance programmed into my regular lifting and training schedule. Um, I, I want to find a way to integrate more of that and some intensity into my workouts. And so what I'm looking at is just macro scale, having like blocks of time where I focus in on, like for right now, I would love to focus in on high rock style training. So more Metcons, um, more things that are, are higher intensity with endurance components. Um, and just, just if I'm like perfectly honest, running is not, I would say not my strengths. Um, and it's something that I am just determined to get better at. And, and like this morning I had a lot of hurdles and just phone calls and things interrupting just with the renovation, the expansion of our gym, um, where we got my run got interrupted multiple times and I just wanted to go home and just call it quits. And all I could think about was, was high rocks in the competition or, or what my goals were. And I'm like, I've, I've got to just get out there and just do the miles, just, just run the miles, whatever it takes. And I just 
I was like, I cannot quit this. You know, I want to, we were, we were watching that documentary about Rich Froning and talking about just attacking your weaknesses. And, and that's, that's how I want to live my training life. You know, I, I, I want to do what it takes to make my weakness something that is, is hopefully one day a strength, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so for right now, it doesn't mean anything like, I have a tendency to be very passionate and, and very um, intense in my training, but I, I am trying to learn how to create sustainable training um, daily goals, right? So just just measurable to hit the target instead of going really, really intense and then falling off and then really, really intense and falling off, right? Um, so anyway, that, that was a lot more than what you asked, but um, just I'm looking on a macro scale. So currently focused on high rocks, um, potentially another powerlifting meet in, in the near future in the next six months or so, um, maybe nationals in the fall. So we'll, we'll see how things go. So is Nikki, is high rocks, uh, a, the name of a competition or is that a, a specific type of competition? Yeah, it's, um, so it's very, it's structured. I would say it's most closely related to obstacle course style, um, racing and, but high rocks specifically is, um, they're, they do either singles where it's a single competitor, male and female. Um, they have a pro division as well. And then they also have teams. And so um, it's kind of cool because you can tag team with somebody and you can split up the obstacles however you'd like between the two of you, whatever, you know, each other's strengths are. Um, and then there's a running component in between each obstacle. So and it's typically set up uh, on the inside of venue and they'll you do 1000 meter runs and then an obstacle. So that could mean a thousand meters on the skier or a thousand meters on the um the rower or a very heavy sled push or heavy sled pull. Um, they've got wall balls. So you've got lots of different components, um, which is a lot of fun. So. This sounds like my favorite show, MTV, the challenge. I mean, this sounds like you're doing <laughs> a final challenge. That's so awesome. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty intense uh, to watch. I was watching some documentaries um, just on like some of the top athletes doing it and they look like they're dying. And I'm like, Oh God, this is going to be fun. <laughs> and then just, and then just one so, other clarification. So what, cause, uh, cause I'm not really sure what it means. What does Metcon mean? Oh, sure. Um, I, I guess it's just the generic way of, of saying it's a CrossFit style workout. If you're familiar with CrossFit style stuff, it, it typically is a more intense, um, focused and usually a timed um, workout where you're doing higher intensity, short uh, exercises. So it could be wall balls, could be burpees, could be um, squats, air squats or sit-ups or, you know, and, and you could have do one activity every minute on the minute, or it could be a variation of that where you do as many rounds of three exercises within 20 to 24 minutes. So I would say most of them are usually under 30 minutes long. Sometimes you'll have a longer Metcon, but in general, it's a higher wow. intensity burn um, with yeah. lots of reps. constant movement, yes. always doing something. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So, um, I mean, like when we're talking about Metcons, um, it's like the, it's short for metabolic conditioning. So you're looking at effectively training the energy system that's responsible for like, somewhere between lactate threshold and VO2 max. So at the rate which you can't really clear that lactate as fast as you make it. Mm -hmm. So if, if you look at it in terms of running where you've got like VO2 max or um, lactate threshold where you're really building that aerobic engine, it's very similar to that, but it also has some, it also has a, a an endurance strength component to it. Mm -hmm. So obviously because 
it, it, it targets that very same area. So they're very typically very short, really high intensity. You look at them as almost like speed workouts of the strength world mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Very cool. And does that pair better with like trying to have a balance between strength training and running as opposed to doing yeah. like a more traditional strength training kind of routine? Yeah. If you, if you look at, if you look at like obstacle course racing or high rocks, like high rocks, for example, is it's eight, one kilometer runs with a functional fitness exercise in between. So it might be like a, you know, a 2K row and then a 1K run and then a certain amount of box jumps and then a 1K run and then farmer's carries and a 1K run. So it's really hard to run those 1Ks when you're, when you're running on really like when you're compromised. So like if you're running on really heavy legs and things like that, um, then you're, you know, in that case, it's really hard to transition in between them. So this helps kind of bridge the gap in between that. So it's a really good hybrid style training that's really beneficial for running and strength endurance, but it's also beneficial for for your strength, body composition, and metabolism too. Wow. I like that. Very similar to hit, like high-intensity interval yeah, training. I, I need, I need a program, Nikki. I need, I need a program. My, my routine <laughs> is so stale. I'm like, I'm like a, you know, Tony Atlas over here, you know, just doing, a, you know, dumbbell uh, incline bench press in my little gym at home. I'm not doing anything. Oh, like well, I, I know you're working on a lot of rehab too. So let's be fair. I'll give you some credit there. You know, you're, we're, we're, we're rehabbing. So it's okay. <laughs> That's so cool. Hey, Michael, it's, a, it's a, very opportune that you brought this up at that time because Nikki and I have put together a program hey. uh, called Hybrid Strong. So uh, we're dropping this, and we haven't even talked about this really publicly too much, but we're dropping this in about uh, eight days here, so February. Yep. Um, and it's a Metcon-heavy kind of combining strength and conditioning with uh, aerobic work. And so that's going to be a plan that's going to be available from us. And you can go ahead and yes. try it out, Michael. Yeah, I'll, so. I'll, I'll guinea pig for you. I'll, I'll, I'll put it out in the world. I love it. Oh, well, I mean, Nikki and I are really the guinea pigs. <laughs> so you you just... That's true. We do just this to it ourselves, to you. really. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of interesting because in building this program, like it's been in the, in the vision for a while. We wanted to, you know, kind of do it based on what we were doing. And so we're recording everything that we did together in terms of running, strength training, all this stuff. And then we were like, oh shit like the normal like an, an average person with a job <laughs> can't do this <laughs> like so we had we're like yeah if we if we have them do three workouts on yeah. this day two on this day they're training like nine times a week and we we're like wait a minute yeah i <laughs> so I, we've really I had that dose of reality i mean mark knows uh you know i was unfortunately a, a covid casualty and and lost my job over the summer and uh I was, oh, uh, you know, sorry. it was, it was nice to not have to have a job when you're rehabbing after surgery. Cause you can really go in and spend mm. like an hour doing some strength work, an hour doing some yoga and stretching and then going out and try to run. But now that I'm back to working again, it's like, how do I fit in three workouts in one day again? This is really hard. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So yes. So, you know, the pain them. So we've already, we've, we dialed it way back of what we expected. Cause like, unless you're a professional athlete, like you're not gonna, you're either gonna break during this program that we built, or you're gonna just yeah, not have enough time. Or get divorced, or break up um, with your so, uh, significant other. <laughs> that's at minimum. This, gonna, this thing was gonna lead. It's gonna lead to divorces for sure. It cost me nine ninety nine a month, but it will really cost you like your whole life. So that's really cool. 
Yeah. yeah. So try at your own risk, but we've dialed it back a lot. Like <laughs> so Mark, what about you, man? Um, How, what's, what's your uh, close to 2020 yeah. and then goals for 2021 looking like, I know you were uh, heavy on the lifting. You had a lot of goals lifting wise that I know you accomplished. So what are we looking at now, man? Yeah. So I, um, last year after I ran the, um, uh, the, the, the six hour race and I missed qualifying by just a few, just not too much, uh, missed qualifying for desert solstice. Um, I was that kind of combined with COVID, it kind of really burnt me out of running for the first time. And, um, as you know, I was really fit last year and I was fit for a really long period of time. And usually that's a recipe for an injury. Uh, I was running, I think at one point I ran 112 straight days, uh, at least, and I averaged 12 miles a day. So you know, that was tough. I was at your house, you know, kind of training up at altitude. Had a lot of weird things going on. You need on. to repeat that one more time. If, if you, somebody listening missed that, you ran how many straight days and averaged <laughs> how many miles a day? I ran 112 straight days without a rest. And I, over that period of time, I averaged Jesus. just over 12 miles a day. That's ridiculous. 12.3 or something. You're an animal, dude. You're an animal. Yeah. When I did it, I drove to, yep. I drove to your house. I stayed with you. Then I drove to Phoenix and I stayed with Molly. And then yeah. And ran in the desert. And so I ran, I'm running desert running. And then I was up in on the Western stage trail running. And I was back with you and I, and the whole time, you know, during that time I was actually taking a, a prescription, uh, antidepressant Lexapro. And I got off of it like right mm-hmm. around the time I was at your house and I, I was dizzy. I was like, is it cause I'm at altitude? Is it cause I just did a speed workout, like and the rolling dirt roads, yeah. like right around your house. So I'm like, what's going on? But I just didn't realize I forgot taking my medication. I just stopped taking it. And, uh, so that, that freaked me out a little bit. So it was a long process of me getting off that medication. And it was hard for me to bounce back with everything going on with everything being canceled for COVID with, um, you know, my business really blew up mm-hmm. at that time. I, uh, I expected it to go down because there were no races. And what really happened is the demand for coaching like skyrocketed and I took on a lot of athletes and I thought, you know, I was at a place where I I think I was just ready to just be a coach and like live vicariously through my athletes and maybe take on this other Avenue and strength, which I'm really, it's kind of like genetically what I'm really gifted at. So I thought, yeah, I'll give it, I'll give it some time and I'm, I'm done with the competing. And, you know, I went through that powerlifting meet and I did really well. I, for my weight class, I set the state record in the squat and, uh, you know, I won my, uh, 75 kg. Yep. Yep. And I won my 75 kg, uh, you know, weight class there. And it was really cool. I think, um, you know, there were some really cool parts about the powerlifting meet, but the coolest thing was the community at Nikki's gym. So with Conor, Damon, uh, just will mags, Joe, all the people really just like a family there. And so that was really cool. And I just kind of gained a new family in Dallas. I didn't have before. And they just all got me through this whole thing, particularly with Nikki's coaching. And after the meet, uh, I I was feeling really good about powerlifting, but one thing that happened was discouraging. A lot of the people that were in my weight class and below were (laughs) high schoolers. (laughs) And like, I felt so like I was put in a flight with high schoolers and it was like, they called this kid's name. They're like, he's going to bench press 162 pounds. And I was like, what the, f- what's going on here? Like, and they're like, so like one of the kids, I remember he was squatting like a hundred and 130 something pounds, yeah. like for his thing. And then like, I went, I went like 
a couple people after him and they had a jacket all the way up to 370 370 something it was like what is going on here i feel like a i feel like a fool like everybody's making fun of me calling oh, no, me high school you got or all to this live stuff. out that classic like bro uh discussion where you're like man if i could go back to high school now i would kick ass <laughs> <laughs> state, man. And that's true. <laughs> okay, let's be that's let's true. Be I could show. bury these kids in any sport, dude. <laughs> Mark, you were not I was there too. That was the same powerlifting meet I competed. Mark, you were not being made fun of. You were like respected. Like everybody all those kids looked up to you. They're like, I want to be like you when I grow up. Like they, it was like respect. Like they they understood they saw the weight on the bar. Like Mark held his own and he's Pound for pound, a phenomenal power lifter. Yeah. So let's not like minimize that either. No, 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 not at all. No, he, I know he put in a lot of work with you no. too to, to get there. And, and that was a goal that he had told me Absolutely. when he was out in New Mexico. He said, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, be the uh, weight class record holder for Texas. And he went out and did it, man, which is what you do, he Mark. Did. You set these big goals and you put it out there in the universe and you go get it, man, which is incredible. Well, you guys are being really kind right now. I just want to go back to one point where you talked about you guys are being too kind. But when you talked about matching up against high schoolers and saying like, "Man, if I'm back in high school, I kick this dude's ass," I guarantee you, pound for pound, I could whoop any high schooler. There was one kid. There was one kid almost going toe to toe with me. He was a little bulldog. I'm not gonna lie. But okay, but he was suited up. He was in a he was in several ply <laughs> lifting suits. So I was lifting raw. Oh man, oh boy. And so anyway, I got through that whole thing. And um, ten thousand, who's one of my sponsors and one of the greatest companies on earth to be associated with. Um, you know, Brian from 10,000 called me up and he said, I got this idea for you. And I'm not going to say what it is right now because I don't think it's time to put it out there yet. But um, we have a really big ultra endurance goal and they're filming a feats of strength documentary uh, docuseries on it. So they're flying a photographer out here to Dallas, our videographer, uh, to do some recording out here, the training, some talking, some interviews uh, up to Detroit and then ultimately in New York City where the Sweet. events going to take place this year. So. Yep, and I had been averaging about 12 miles a week. <laughs> so I thought, oh, <laughs> to give you an idea, this is going to be about a 16-hour a event. And I thought, oh, boy, um, I yeah. better get back to training. And then it's really weird, but I, I noticed that the passion and the fire became reignited within me, and I, and I realized I wasn't ready just to – while I love coaching and I'm going to keep coaching, I wasn't ready to solely be a coach yet. And uh, now I'm ready to go and ready to – kind of send it and, and get on a full a full rip on and get going into this stuff um but you know i've already faced a, a few challenges that have hurt me aerobically uh one getting covid really sucked and um i trained all the way through it in my home gym i squatted 300 and what i think was a 365 yeah, i squatted we're 365 get, we're with research COVID. to see if that's um, a record and that was 65 no- on covid research look into that <laughs> covid record <laughs> Um, pro- likely no, <laughs> but I don't think there was some high schooler doing it. That was my weight class and with COVID at least. And, um, you know, it didn't take anything out of me strength training, but it did, uh, aerobically. As soon as I started running, I noticed, I noticed an issue and I thought with, you know, four weeks until the meet, I better not, uh, push it too much on the running because as we know, there can be some complications yep. with COVID. Some of them are unknown. So I didn't really want to push it too much especially considering the strength was the focus at that point. So it's been a little bit of a slow buildup back. 
last week, Nikki and I did a competition called the fittest at the foundry where there was a deadlift ladder and some other things. Um, and I got sick at the foundry gym or after the foundry gym with a, with a cold or maybe the flu or something like that. So you can probably tell in my voice, um, I finally bounced back from it and I lost about three or four days of running this week because I was sick. So I'm like, you know, trying to get on this upward trajectory and I got kind of kicked back down, but that's all right. Cause now, now yeah, I'm moving it's, and working it's back crazy. And you it. and I've talked a bit offline about it, like the journey to get back to running and you, you want to go out and run and you think you're back at your original fitness level. Like for me, that first time I went out and ran five miles, I came back and I was, ex- I was totally toasted, dehydrated. I felt like I hadn't eaten enough. So like now I'm back to treating it, you know, like I'm starting running again, like make sure I eat something before I run, make sure I, I hydrate properly. Whereas before I could go out and run eight or 10 miles and not drink a drop of water. You know, now, you know, you gotta, you gotta retrain and relearn all this stuff all over again. So it is kind of fun to go through it again. Yeah, no, it's all right. Like everything's coming back quickly for me. Um, you know, I am about 20 pounds heavier than what I raced at, but, um, you know, the body's just going to come along naturally. I'm not going to lose all that weight because I don't want to. I like being, like being 165 pounds (laughs) of twisted steel and sex appeal, but I don't want to go under that. So I'm going to run a little bit. I don't know how you put up this. I can't even imagine the the swag he throws out at your gym every day. Uh, it's it's a lot of eye rolling and like me yelling at Mark. That's like most of our friendship is like I'm like okay, and I turn around and he keeps working out. <laughs> yeah, I mean the people at her gym treat me much better than she does. They find a lot of humor in my stuff. I'm people. So because they seem to like me. So because or we have two experts in, well. in strength training on, I mean, what does happen to the body in this sort of situation? I mean, you and I are both going through it right now where we've put on a lot of extra weight from strength training and now we're going to start running again. I mean, what, what happens to the body? Does your, do your legs start to grab from your arms and your chest or does everything redistribute or do you just lose it up top and have to regain it on the, on the bottom? What, what? Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. You're talking about body composition? Like what? Well, I mean, it just depends on what you do. Like, uh, so no matter how much you run, if you run a hundred miles a week, but you somehow eat enough food to sustain that and do some heavy strength sessions, you're probably not going to lose that much weight or muscle overall. Uh, and that was a bit of an extreme example, but like me, I probably f- even like, I'd like to fall somewhere around the 60 mile a week mark or something like that. So, you know, about hundred K a week. And in that situation, I'll definitely eat enough to be able to, 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 to uh, kind of sustain the, the body composition that I have. I mean, I intentionally want to lose about 10 pounds and just come in a little bit leaner. Um, just so it's less to carry around. But I, I think as long as you're eating enough and training really heavy, you're still going to maintain a good amount of muscle. Yeah. Mass. If I can just like tag on to that mark, just, I think in a nutshell, what it is, is it just boils down to like calories in versus calories out. Right. So, and, and if you're, if you're running extra, and like you said, Mark, like if you're, if you're eating to sustain, um, then you'll, then you'll relatively maintain. But if you're at a deficit, which can often unintentionally happen when you're adding mileage and, and running a bunch, um, then you may end up losing some of that composition, but with you, you lose a little bit all over. We don't get to pick and choose. That's why people have trouble when they come, you know, they come to me and they want to, you know, can you help me lose weight or whatever? We don't get to choose where we lose the body fat. Um, you know, it comes off a little bit of everywhere. So, but hopefully we can eat appropriately to keep our goals as far as, you know, hitting our protein goals to maintain that muscle mass that you work so hard to put on during, during a strength block or cycle, you know, um, and, and maybe lower fat or lower moderate carbs, 
for if you want to look lean or look a certain way, um, depending on, you know, what your goals are, but. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I pretty much agree with, I agree with all that. Um, I think that's, that's a good add on to that whole point. Um, so I think what's really interesting now is we all kind of move towards these goals uh, are kind of the uh, process in which we're going to execute them. Right. So Michael, for you, just as a quick synopsis, what do you think it's going to take for you to accomplish the goals? That uh, you have I think year? it's going to be, a, my surgeon told me, so the last, I saw him a couple weeks ago and he said, from here on out, this is all going to be about you managing your body um, and listening to it. Um, because while I'm way ahead of schedule post-surgery, you know, I'm still not at a hundred percent. You know, I don't have full extension uh, of my, uh, of my leg. You know, I can't bring my knee up to my chest comfortably. You know, I'm still at about, you know, a 90 degree comfortability. So a lot of it's going to be about monitoring over the next couple of months as I try to increase running volume. Uh, and then also to maintain the physical therapy uh, and mobility kind of exercises that I've been doing and helping to build the ba base of strength. So that's really going to be my focus over the next two months is to try to see how I can slowly increase volume. How many days in a row can I run comfortably? Um, you know, cause I, I don't want to injure this again. I don't want to have to go through all this again. Um, so I just want to play it smart. Um, and again, continue to build on the mobility and flexibility uh, that I've got going on in my hip right now. Um, but that that's really where the focus is right now. Okay. So that makes a lot of sense. So it's mostly about, at this point, not yeah. getting too eager, I, right? I have, and just yeah, I have to remain patient. I have to remain patient. I mean, I'd love to go out and uh, you know crush mileage every day. Today, I had wanted to go run, but I said, you know what? I ran two days in a row. Um, I, I'm feeling a little bit sore. I'm going to give myself a day, and then tomorrow I'll go out and, and do a good run. So you know, today I lifted and stretched. Um, so it's really just a, a day to day monitoring until I feel like I'm not really having to think about it that much, and. Uh, then you and I will definitely be getting more engaged and putting together a running plan uh, like we have in the past and uh, starting to mix in speed work and do some hill work and uh, all that good stuff. So um, yeah, that's really where my head's at right now is just listening to my body um, and, and just doing a good job of maintaining strength and mobility in the hip. All right. Sounds good. And Nikki, for you, like it's obviously, like you said, it's about maybe not having, uh, the highs and lows of like some really, really good intense days, but then maybe they become unsustainable. So it's more about uh, sustainability and consistency as you work in these kind of different planes of movement uh, to work towards high rocks. Yeah, I think um, it's I, I think just in general, just creating more of a balance for myself um, where I can explore different avenues of athleticism, whatever that looks like in in a big scale and. And I, I'm very program driven and I do best when I've got a plan laid out. And so just looking at blocks of time, like three to four months at a time and saying, all right, I'm focusing in on high rocks right now. Or like, um, you know, I've, I've got some specific tra trajectory goals for 2021 that I'd like to hit. Like I'd, I'd love to hit a thousand pound total. Um, right now I'm, I think I'm sitting like 945. Um, and I've, I've qualified for nationals in the fall for powerlifting, which is awesome. And, you know, I'll use that block of time later in the year um, to kind of focus back in on strength things. But I'd love to be able to hit that thousand pound total in a sub, sub five minute mile um, at the same time. So just, I think, balancing out both and, and finding that sweet spot for myself. Because I think every athlete's a little bit different and just being able to tailor that 
um, to hit those goals is, is something that I'm looking forward to for this year. Yeah. So you said you want to run a sub 600 yes, mile? Correct. Oh yeah. Okay. I might've said cool. Five. So that's, I, I, I think I did, but I'm at six. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like different. Lift, you lift as much yeah. as like a division one male kicker on a football team. And then, and then run as fast as like a division one female cross country. <laughs> I was like, that. I want it all Mark. <laughs> She's finding strong Mark. She's finding her strong. No, okay? So that's, Thank you. Thanks, Michael. Michael, my back. See. (laughs) Hey, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say that you can't. That you can't do it for me. For me, I guess in summary, the you know the next six months are going to be really about rebuilding. The fire is stoked within me. I went to an event at the Foundry, um, like a high rocks event, and um, I came in fourth place, and it pissed me the fuck off uh, because I just thought I was going to come in on my fitness like I normally do with very little training like I normally have and just run away with it like I normally have. And to lose the people that I normally beat easily was a wake-up call for me. And it, and it really – it's not that I wasn't hungry. I was just focused on a different avenue, and it, and it reignited the passion that I have. So so for me now, it's going to be about building – like rebuilding this kind of massive aerobic engine. I have really good aerobic capacity. I like to utilize it uh, and just really run some races, you know, high rocks, team events, different things like that. Uh, and I want to get back to that kind of kamikaze uh, way of life. We're like, if not way of life, I don't, don't go that far, but the kamikaze way of racing where it's like, um, I'm going to win. I'm going to go out and as hard as I can, and I'm going to win. And if, if I don't, if I don't win, if you're going to beat me, I'm going to make you hurt to do it. And it feels really good to yeah. be back in that place because I feel alive again. I feel alive. I feel competitive. I feel stoked. I feel fired up. And I don't want to put all my goals out there, but I think Nikki and I will do really well in the mixed double competition at High Rocks. Uh, we complement each other really well. We train together, so that will go really well. Uh, this feats of strength thing with 10,000 is going to be an, ex- an extreme ultra-endurance event that we'll have more details on later. It's going to be super sweet. Um, and then I'm just looking to throw down like maybe a, a backyard ultra, like a really, really crappy one, just four oh, miles yes. on the hour every yes, hour until there's only one person that. left on that and, and i also nikki i need you to find me a partner for this high rocks oh, thing because uh, i i oh yeah yeah oh for sure you, hey you could do it solo come to dallas they'll be here soon yeah she I, can, I want to, she can yeah, get you an I, entry solo partner for i mean free. if i could do partner that'd be cool and make it more like you know mtv's the challenge which you know if anybody if any producers yeah. are listening from the challenge please put me on that show please <laughs> Nah, man, we can definitely find, so, you, find uh, you a partner. I think it'd be, it's a lot of fun. So that's, for me, that we'll, Michael will get you in there. But for me, that's the goal. I just want to really, really, really uh, make myself hurt and discover some new, some new uh, limitations that I didn't think I was possible of, you know, before. And that for me, like just even saying I, that Mark, right now Mark, really fires me up. So this is the Mark Bottenhorn that I fell in love with. The guy who just wants to go and attack stuff, man. And uh, uh, it's, it's great to hear you talking like this. Yep. I know you put in so many hard miles over the last couple of years and, and challenged yourself and had some highs and lows. But to, uh, to hear your attitude right now is uh, it gets me jacked up, man. I'm, I'm pumped for you. And uh, I'm excited. We're not too far from each other and hopefully we can get out on some of these trail races and do some offense together and do some finding strong podcast oh, yeah. remote uh, recordings, you know, live from high rocks, <laughs> finding strong. Oh, hey, and, and everything will be great. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
A hundred percent. And, and uh, I'm so stoked. So I'm not going to lay out all of my goals, but those are very broad goals, but I'm going to, I'm going to set PRs this year. I'm going to do a bunch of different things. Uh, a lot of people think that you can't be strong. You can't be fast. I'm going to, it's relative obviously, because I'm never going to be the fastest or the strongest person on earth by any means, but uh, I'm going to you know, try to prove them wrong and what I can and can't do. And I'm not going to put the goals out there because last time I did that, I don't know if you remember, but a lot of people got hurt feelings when I said I was going to win this or do this. And there are a lot of sad people out there. Um, and ultimately, I was right. I was right, ultimately. But but I don't I don't I want to save them the hardship, you know, and, and all that. I don't want to hurt any feelings. So I just put my goals out there for me and I'm going to do my best. And if uh, if I show up at a race that I want to win and if you're going to beat me, I'm going to try my best to make you hurt. That's all I gotta Hell say. Yeah. I love it. That's that's a good spot, man. Way to go. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in to the first the the very first episode of a new season. Uh we've got a lot of great guests coming up. We've got a broad range of topics that we're gonna jump into. But uh before we kind of check off here, Michael, you can get where me can on everybody Instagram find at you? Son of Raging Joe and uh I just want to also say, uh, you know, I picked up some good sponsors this year, Ultra Spire, uh, Noon Hydration. I'm still waiting on uh, my fourth year on the Ultra team, hoping I land that. And uh, before I get in too much trouble, I have to give a shout out to my wife who, during that virtual Boston Marathon, I was running these two loops. And every time I came back around, she was in some different crazy costume, uh, just going absolutely nuts. So I, I got to give a shout out to her. Unbelievable during that during that race. So, but yeah, at Son of Raging Joe on Instagram. Follow me. I need to get my followers oh. up. Let's go. Oh, Meredith, man, Michael's wife is amazing. She's so supportive to to me, to Brittany, to to my whole family. It's she's such an incredible person, and um, that whole thing is just amazing. And that's so funny. All the costumes. I was she was giving me updates all the time. I love it. Nikki, where can people find you? Um, y'all can find me on Instagram too, uh, Hook Grip Nikki. Um, and I, I own North Dallas Strength. That's a gym local here. And uh, if you're ever in the area, I would love to meet. I love when people come and visit my gym and meet you guys in person. So um, you can, if you follow me, you'll see my gym tagged on most of all my posts. So f- give the gym a follow too. That'd be awesome. All right. Sounds good. And everybody, you can find me on Instagram at Bottenhorn Running. You can also find me at www.markbodhorn.com. You can always reach out, whatever it is. And thank you so much, everyone. Until next time, stay strong.